Trigger warning, the Resilience Project provides an open space for people to share their personal experiences. Some content in this podcast may include topics that you may find difficult. The listener's discretion is advised. Hello, friends. Welcome to Radical Resilience, a weekly show where I, Blair Kaplan Venables, have inspirational conversations with people who have survived life's most challenging times. We all have the ability to be resilient and bounce forward from a difficult experience. And these conversations prove just that. Get ready to dive into these life-changing moments while strengthening your resilience muscle and getting raw and real. Welcome back to another episode of Radical Resilience. It's me, Blair Kaplan Venables, and I'm here to dive in to the story of Pamela Barton. I'm so excited because I've known her, has it been about a year? I'm not sure. We've, we've, we're new friends and we've actually been trying to connect for this interview for a few months now. So I am so excited to finally have her on the mic. Pamela Barton is a registered holistic nutritionist, a natural nutrition certified practitioner, as well as a speaker. In addition to her nutritional training, Pamela holds a degree in organizational management from Germany. Based on her corporate background, which she demonstrated the challenges leaders face, she created the Metabolic Energy Reboot Program. And this is a blueprint and implementation program to fast track efforts to achieve sustainable high energy levels. And who doesn't need that? Heck, I need it right now. I am drained. Her program guides clients through their transformative journey and um, basically helps people like me who are tired and exhausted to hopefully make me vibrant and productive again. She's been featured in the media. She's a fellow Canadian. And I am, I think you're a fellow Canadian, right? I live in Canada, but I'm yeah. not. <laughs> oh, sorry. You are a fellow resident of Canada. <laughs> yes, I, yeah. Uh, and I'm just so excited to dive right in. So thank you for joining me, Pamela. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I'm, I'm excited to chat about this topic today. And as you said in the introduction, it took us a while to get uh, to get connected. There were so many things that came in the way all the time. Um, so today's the day. I'm really happy that this worked out. Yeah. And I guess that's actually something we can start with was like, you know, we're fellow Canadians, but you just said you're not, but you live in Canada. You live on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. Like, let's talk about your story. Like, who are you? Where'd you come from? Yeah. So um, I'm German. I'm born and raised in Germany. And um, I lived there till I was, how old was I? I was, say, 32. Right? So also a good portion of my adult life. And um, then I moved to Canada because of my husband, of course, right? Love uh, lets you move across uh, the, the globe, basically. And so he's a Canadian, he worked in Ottawa. And so when we decided to kind of stay together and start a family, I made that decision to move to Canada and leave everything behind, you know, and I was already in my thirties and I was established. And uh, so this was, it was not easy. It was like a big adventure, but I felt like I can do it. And like, that is a big adventure, like picking up and moving, especially in your thirties, it's a big deal. Like I am in my late thirties now and I've done a lot of traveling. And when I was younger, like after university, I packed my car and drove across Canada 
to live in like from I was in Winnipeg and I moved to Edmonton and then I decided oh I want to live in Vancouver and it was just so much easier to pick up because I was in my 20s I didn't really care about like establishing myself so much I wanted experience but when you're in your 30s you're already like into your career like what were you doing like what were you doing for work and what you were doing in Germany like did it come over with you to Canada yeah that's you know that that's a really good point it was a little bit risky um, because I was I was working in the corporate world all my adult life, so 15 years up until that point. Um, I had various jobs, so I was moving around. I was in sales, I was in uh, purchasing, I was in marketing, I was in event managing. So I kind of, you know, like I moved around, I worked for different companies and different functions to just gain experience. So that was always my goal. I wanted to have lots of different experiences, first of all, to learn a lot, but also to find myself and, and where I wanted to basically end up. You know, that was my goal. And that's why I was working in this type of setting. And it was always fast paced, right? And when you work in Europe, it's, it's everything's always fast. You know, everything needs to happen yesterday and you have like a million things all at the same time. People are calling you, when is it done? You know, do it. So you start doing overtime, you start working weekends because also, you know, like you're young and you're like, I want to prove myself. I want to show I'm a good employee, right? So I can do it all. And I traveled a lot. You know, my last job was I was an event manager and I had to organize about 80 events per year for that company um, all over the world. So I sat in the, in the plane, I sat in the train, I sat in my office, I sat in you know, construction sites for booths. And sometimes I didn't even remember where I needed to be the next day. You know, so it was always um, you know, it, it overdrive in my jobs in my 30s. And, before I met my husband, I was always thinking, you know, I, I think I need a break from this, but I was not brave enough to kind of say, oh, I'm just gonna quit my job, right? So that I didn't want to do this. But then here, there was an opportunity that presented itself to me, you know, like, hey, move to a different country. You know, that will do it because you can't do your job anymore. And that's basically what I did. You know, I said, I moved to Canada because I really want to change and I need a break. And and so, yeah, it was a welcome break to kind of sort of put my career on hold. Do you think you were running from something or running towards something? And I know you were coming with your husband, but I mean... I often think about like when I was younger traveling and experiences and this and that, like I was looking for an experience and a high, right? Like the new adventure. And I realized I was actually running from a life I didn't really want to live. And it actually took to the pandemic to realize I've actually built a life that I don't need to run from. Absolutely. You're right. And I think for me, it was both as well. I was always more like the adventure type. And I was like, sure we moved to this country sure let's do it you know like this is a new job opportunity sure just let's do it i don't know what i'm doing but i'm doing it so you that's just who i am in general so i was not afraid um and i was always like oh i will deal with what the consequences that come when they come right so that was the adventure side um but yes of course i was also running from you know this fast-paced life 
um, that was not, there was no gratification. You know, it was always, um, you know, it was just expected from you to function and it was expected from you to do your job. And there was no need to give compliments to, uh, you know, be grateful, you know, to support you. There was none of these things. And inside of my body, I always felt like I'm missing this, like there's a void. There's a void of, you know, like appreciation and a void of like, you know, is that really what I should be doing? I mean, yes, I'm good at what I'm doing, but does it really fill my soul? And the answer was no, it did not fill my soul. And so I guess I ran away from, I tried to detach from that kind of living, right? That's why I ran away, but it was exciting to, to go towards something because here I had the opportunity to build something new, something that really came from my soul and that I felt more called to do. So yes, it's both. I, I love that. Okay. So now you're in the, like you're an RHN, you're a registered holistic nutritionist. Yes. How, like that is very different than the corporate events world. How did you land in this like world? How did you tell me about the transition? Yeah. And so the transition started off as something not so good um, because it was my health, right? So I ran my health a little bit to the ground with my, my life that I was leading. And when I moved to Canada about seven, eight months later, I got pregnant and I got pregnant from an empty tank, so to speak, right? I had like completely depleted my body. I had several burnouts um, up to this point. You know, I was always stressed. I was like super tight muscles. And then here I was, got pregnant. I don't even know how that happened biologically. Uh, it's still a miracle to me, but it happened. But then again, I ran really on an empty tank this pregnancy. And the consequence was really that um, my baby got everything I had, and then I had nothing left. So I got diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. I had like a thyroid condition that I needed to take medication for. And I was up until this point always thinking I was super healthy, right? So like, what's going on? And I didn't understand all of these things at this point. I've wait, wait, wait. How did you know you weren't healthy? Like, how did you, like, what were the signs? So... Because you were pregnant, so it's probably like all sorts of things were happening. Oh, well, all kinds of things were happening. And the, I think that what really annoyed me was I was so tired that I couldn't even get up. Like, I literally could not lift my body. And so I thought to myself, yes, okay, pregnant ladies are probably more tired, but that is not, that is not normal. This cannot be true. And I mean, from now, all the things I know now, I didn't know back then, but it makes perfect sense to me now why I felt the way I felt and why my body broke down the way it broke down. And I think this is what scared me when I was in it. And this is what I wanted to figure out and solve. I needed to know what was happening to me and why um, so that I can recover from it and I can you know, grow from it. And that's, that led me on my journey to pursue you know, a health career in, in health. Uh, just because I wanted to figure it out for myself and wanted to find out what's what's going on with me. Because I'm a new mom. I wanted to be a role model. I did not want to lie on the couch all day with a newborn and say, well, mommy is too tired. You have to play by yourself and feed yourself and put yourself to sleep. That was not the way I imagined things. So I needed to get active there. So what did you do? 
So I became a little bit of a research nerd uh, and try to figure out, first of all, like where to even start. And, you know, I was home with my baby. So every three minutes I was sat, you know, in front of the computer researching all kinds of things. And what came up most during that time is that nutrition was always mentioned. And I was like, what's this with nutrition? Like, what, you know, like where the connection there? So why is everybody talking about nutrition? So that's really what got me into this. And then I dig deeper. I listened to podcasts. I listened to, you know, experts on the topic. And then it dawned on me that, you know, I have not taken care of my foundation because I also didn't know about it. Um, so that was something, and I was hooked. Like, you know, when you get this feeling of everything is exciting in your body, you know, it's like you get the butterflies, the skin is tickling and, and you're like, I need to know, I need to know every free minute, I wanna know more. And so that is really, I became a little bit obsessed about it, but that was what led me to look into figuring out how I can pursue this as a career. And that's when I then started going back to school and getting a degree. I love that. So how long ago was that? Like, how long have you been in this space? Yeah, so um, my second child was born pretty much quickly after the first one. So I was a double mom. And um, I started going back to school when, when my little one was, I would say, a year and a half. And it was an evening school. So I, I left my babies with my husband. And then I said, this is my sanity break. I go sit in the classroom for three hours. And um, I got my degree in 2017, which is now four years ago, I'd say. And I've been doing this ever since. But be, I already did it before, but officially since 2017. I love that. I think it's so, it's so interesting because when we're younger, we just run on like my life when my twenties was about building my career, the hustle, like meeting after meeting, after event, after drinking, partying, meeting people and like the, you know, like the hamster wheel. And I loved it and I thrived on it. But as I got older, you know, and I, you know, life happened and I got sober and I re, you know, reprioritize what the values were that I, you know, uh, you know, appreciated in my life. It became really different. And I started really putting my health first because you never do when you're younger. And well, you know, what if when you're, you know, out of high, even if you're in high school, but when you're getting into the world of careers, if you put your health first and you begin working with someone like you, things probably would be really different. And like, like you, you said you hit burnout. I've hit burnout a few times. In fact, I feel like I'm kind of teetering on that now because I have, you know, a vortex of grief surrounding me. And I think there's a lot of people in my generation as a vintage millennial, like late thirties who are out there, who've been working so hard in their careers and they're reaching these corporate milestones of being offered partnership at law firms and doctors and owning their own dental practices and working really hard. And I'm not a traditional employee. Like I have my own business. I have had my own business for 14 years, you know, and I, I, I'm able to set boundaries and take on what fulfills me, but sometimes things do get busy. And to me, busy is chaotic and it wreaks havoc on my nervous system. But I, I know I have a lot of listeners that are in the corporate space who burn the candle at both ends. Are you like open to maybe sharing some tips? Oh, like absolutely. You know, I, 
I have so many stories I can share with you about burning candles from both ends because that was me. I was 100% that person that did everything wrong that you can possibly do wrong to ruin your health, you know? And um, I think especially us like type A personalities, um, we really, when we're younger, we do think we're inv in invincible. You know, that is no, not a joke. We actually think this and we internalize this. And it's like, you know, oh, health is for old people and we're young, we're functioning, so no worries there. And only always when something breaks down is when you kind of, oh, wait a minute, like what did just happen, you know? And so try to convince a young type A personality with, you know, dreams and goals that they should take care of their health is really difficult, you know, like, it is almost something that's not going to work. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you, you know, there's so many things we can do on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about like, what are some, like, what are a couple practical tips that someone who has been burning the candle at both ends, who wants a bit more simplified of, of a life, who is healthier because they're noticing it's harder to get out of bed. Their body hurts more. Like I sneeze and my rib pops out of place. Like if I don't get it, like if I wake up once in the middle of the night, I don't feel rested. Like what are some things that people like me or like who you used to be like can do every day to just move the needle in the right direction? Yeah. So the first thing I would say is um, really make yourself a priority. Not just everything that you do. Um, and that is harder done, you know, than, than said, because what does that even mean? We really have to know ourselves very well in order to figure out what that means. Um, because it's super hard to take breaks if we don't feel like we want to take a break or we feel pressure, right? It's really hard to figure out what we actually need in those times and moments. And you know, it gets better when you get a little older and you practice this, but when you're young and you're starting out, oftentimes you, you don't have a very good connection to yourself um, to actually realize what's going on. That was also my problem, right? I didn't really notice what was going on for a long time. And um, so really stopping what you're doing and reconnecting with yourself and thinking, okay, so how am I feeling actually right now? Do I feel a bit stressed out? Was I angry just now? You know, do I have tight muscles in my shoulders? Like, you know, do, am I so tired that I'm drinking my fifth coffee? You know, just notice what you're doing. I think that's the first step. And that doesn't take a whole lot of time, right? But this is really connecting and getting aware of, hey, what are you doing to yourself? And is that good or is it not so good? Is it helping you or is it not helping you? And then really get started there. So, for example, for me, I was addicted to caffeine, to coffee. So coffee was my uh, nemesis there because I would run to the coffee machine first thing in the morning and my coffees would get larger over time. Like I started out with a smaller coffee and it grew, 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 grew. So for me, that would have been a sign to realize, hey, you know, like that's a whole lot of caffeine, you know, maybe I should really think about this if this is, good for me, you know, because then I also was wired and I started to shape my hands, yeah. started shaping and, you know, and, and you just ignore all of these things, you know, and, and that's really what you shouldn't be doing. You shouldn't ignore all the things that you kind of sense are maybe not good, 
but you're not doing anything about it. So noticing for me is the number one thing. The more you notice, the better you have a chance to actually change things. I think that's so good. I think also like, like I know when I've been healthy, like I've, when I've been good, I know how I am to when I'm hovering over, you know, that tipping point. So I think it, even noticing your coffee and caffeine intake, it, that's a really good one. And I, it's interesting because I've gotten to points where I was able to not have caffeine and maybe just have matcha or mm -hmm. just tea and feeling really, really good. And then I'll never forget. That's actually, it's so interesting because I, I was feeling really good at the end of last year, the beginning of this year. And I stopped drinking coffee and I was just drinking matcha and like coffee was like a treat. And, um, but then my dad died and my body, like my nervous system just went haywire and like, I couldn't function without coffee. So it's funny. Cause I've just, you know, I'm just like starting to wean myself off of it again. Yes. And it, you know, coffee is not the nemesis of everybody, but it is for a lot of people. You know, that's why I, I mentioned this. Uh, and coffee is always a good one because you can actually see it. It's right in front of you, you know, so it's not, it's very hard to ignore. But of course, there are other habits, you know, like uh, people start eating too much or they don't eat anything at all. For example, that was me. When I was stressed, I would not eat anything. And I became very, very thin. And, and you know, my clothes started like, falling off my body and I thought hey that's cool I don't have any weight issues you know hey look at me that's great but no that was not great because not it was not a healthy mm -hmm. thing that was happening to me right and so you really have to to look at it the right way you know not, not everything yeah. that happens is, is is for the better you know yeah no I think that's really good okay so as we wrap up, let's give one more piece of advice. Like what, cause I mean, I, I prodded you and usually we give like a piece of advice first, you know, someone going through something similar, what's a sign, like, what's like a, what are the, the red flags that someone should notice in their life? If they should um, maybe work with someone like you, like what, yeah. what is something that they should look for when they're like, Whoa, I, I need help. I, I need to switch things up. Yeah. So the really black and white thing is if you got diagnosed with something, right? Like something chronic. We're not talking about anything acute, but something chronic, right? So typically people have either uh, autoimmune condition or like high blood pressure, diabetes, you know, like heart conditions, anything like that, um, where they have to maybe get on medications or where the doctor says, hey, you know, like this is not good, you need to make any changes. Um, but that should really be at the very end of, of the spectrum, right? I don't want you to be completely broken down before you start working on your health. Yeah. You know, being more proactive is really when you feel like that you are pushing yourself every single day. Um, you know, like you, you're too tired to actually function properly, but you ignore it. Um, you feel like that you have maybe digestive issues. You don't feel very good, but you ignore it, right? Or you don't really know what to do about it. Um, you know, your body shows you ways, you know, like maybe you have breakouts and new skin. Uh, a lot of, especially women come for weight issues, right? And I always say, hey, let's not talk, think about the weight. Let's think about your health. You know, there's a reason why this happened. It's mm -hmm. hormones, you know, it's your metabolism. And we can run all of this into the ground if we're doing the wrong things. 
Yeah. So when you really feel like, hey, things are changing for the worse right now for me, that's a good time to talk to someone like me uh, who can maybe give you some advice on, you know, what your ne next steps could be. That's, that's so important. Like, I and my mistake, I listen, people out there in the podcast world listening to this, <laughs> um, there's been times where I've tried to fix things on my own and I can't. The only time I've ever made progress and change is when I've seeked professional help with anything I've had issues with, but you know, your health is so important because what do you have when you don't have it? Right. You don't, if you don't have your health, what do you have? Um, Pamela, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. How can people find you? How can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more, dive into your world or work with you? Yeah, I think the best way is to go on to my website and it's butterflyholisticnutrition.ca. And you can book a call from there to talk to me um, and ask me questions. You can, you know, read my blogs. You can listen to my YouTube channel, whatever you want to check out, uh, go check it out. And um, I'd be happy to talk to you and uh, connect with you. I love that. Oh, what a treat. I'm so glad we finally found a time to talk. I, I think, you know, it's interesting. Um, it's, it's just like interesting with what's going on in my life, having you on as a guest, because it's really getting me thinking about what I've been going through and like the help that I probably need. Well, I know I need like today I have a meeting with a doctor and I'm hoping to go back on to my Prozac. And that's just like one of the things I need to do because it's not just a one you know, one pill problem. It is many different areas of our life that need support. And what Pamela offers is, which as a, you know, RHN or registered holistic nutritionist, and she's a natural nutrition certified practitioner. So she is someone who has that depth of knowledge to help you navigate those hard times to help you be more resilient and get your health back on track and not just your physical health, but your mental health as well. So thank you so much for coming on. This was such a treat. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed uh, our conversation today. I, I love it. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Radical Resilience. It's been a treat. Know that you are not alone. It's okay to not be okay. You will get through it. We exist to help you get through it. I'm here for you. Thank you for tuning in. That's a wrap for another episode of Radical Resilience. Do you feel inspired by this episode? You can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player and connect with us to join the conversation at IamResilient.info. Remember, it's okay to not be okay. And you, my friend, are resilient. Radical Resilience is a podcast created by The Resilience Project.